Starting to trade a cover call strategy is a popular bridge for traditional stock traders or investors transitioning to the world of options trading. It's a logical bolt-on option strategy that has numerous benefits over traditional long stock positions. In today's show, we're going to dig one extra level deep and explore the different setups and ways to trade synthetic covered calls with a particular focus on using call spreads versus single leg short calls. You're listening to the Option Alpha podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So again, thank you so much for tuning in today and welcome back to today's show. On show number 221, we're going to be diving into how to set up and trade a synthetic covered call strategy. Now we've explored covered calls in a really deep free audiobook podcast that we released a number of months, potentially even over a year ago now, in show number 172. So if you want to listen to that one, which is our audiobook version of the free report and research that we published on trading covered calls and the research that we did around backtesting different covered call setups, you can get that by heading over to the podcast and also listening to show 172. That'll give you a really good background of what covered calls are and how they work. And today's podcast, I want to focus more specifically on how to set up and trade synthetic covered call strategies. So if you're brand new to trading, you might want to do a little bit of a refresher on covered calls. We'll cover the brief highlights here together, but then we're going to dive into how you can set up and trade different types of synthetic covered call strategies and why you might want to choose to explore some of these strategies in your own account. Now, again, you can do all of this inside of your Option Alpha account. You can automate these strategies inside of your Option Alpha account. And there's actually a lot of templates in the community. We'll link up some of the more popular templates in the show notes over at optionalpha.com slash show 221. Again, that's just the number 221. 221, optionalpha.com slash show 221. And then you can get a copy of those templates shared by other members in the community, other traders who have built different versions, wheel strategies, covered call strategies, synthetic covered call strategies. It's really cool. And again, all those templates are available for you. So let's start with just the really high level basics. Make sure we're on the same page here. So a traditional covered call strategy is as follows. And it's a great bridge. And we talk about this being a popular bridge because it is a good bridge. It's a great way for people who are traditional stock traders, traditional investors to start crossing over into the world of options trading. And so a traditional covered call, as we'll kind of define it here together during this podcast, is where an investor either already owns stock in an underlying security or they go out and purchase stock in an underlying security. So that really sets the base foundational element for the covered call strategy. And I can't stress enough that that component is worth more than the other components because you're still taking this large, bullish, long-term view on the underlying stock that you're trading. So forgetting everything else that you could do for a second with the covered call or a synthetic covered call, the core foundational element of a covered call strategy or even a synthetic covered call strategy is that you have to be resolute in your decision to go long that security. You either have to already own the security and you're choosing to maintain your long exposure or you go out and purchase 
the stock and the security. Again, so that's the traditional approach. You already own the stock or you go out and purchase the stock. Now for simplicity, we'll assume everything is in lots of 100 shares because options are leveraged and they're leveraged most traditionally 100 to one. So everything that you do, you would have to have 100 shares in order to sell one covered call. So that's how we're gonna work through today's examples and our discussion on covered calls. So assume you already have in a traditional covered call strategy that core element of stock, long stock position. Now what a covered call does is it basically bolts on a very simple option strategy. And in the most traditional sense, you're gonna be selling a naked or single leg short call option somewhere above where the stock is trading. And the idea here is that you're covering and protecting and like reducing, I guess, I guess that's where they came up with the name, but you're reducing the upside potential of your potential long stock strategy in exchange for collecting some premium by selling that short call option. And the real reason that you would want to do that is because that premium helps reduce the cost basis of ownership in the shares. So you kind of make this trade-off, right? All trading is a trade-off and all investing is a trade-off. And so when you have long stock, you're saying, look, I will you know, use my stock essentially as collateral to sell a naked call option, which by itself might be obviously more risky strategy without the stock included. But with the stock, you can then go ahead and use your stock as collateral to sell a call option and collect a premium on that sale of the call option. Now you'd be doing this at a strike price much higher than where the stock is trading. So let's say the stock is trading for $100, you might sell the 110 or the 115 call option, right? Something that is trading above where the stock is going so that if the stock goes higher, you can still capture some premium. It's just that you're giving up all of the upside potential beyond your strike price, essentially. If you sell a 110 call option, and the stock now starts trading to 130, well, you participated in all the movement from 100 to 110, but then you didn't participate, you didn't get you know, tagged for, you didn't lose money, but you didn't participate in any movement from 110 to 130. So that's the trade-off, right? We're selling a call option, we forego all potential additional profits above that call strike price, and in exchange, we collect an option premium, which we use to reduce our cost basis. So if we own stock at $100, for example, and we sell, again, the 110 call option, and we collect, let's say, a dollar in premium, well, then that reduces the cost basis on our shares that we purchase down to $99. So now if the stock stays exactly the same, never moves for an entire month or two months, however long you sold that call option, the stock that you bought at $100 ends the expiration period at $100, well, you still made money because you collected that dollar premium selling that 110 call option, which reduced your cost basis down to $99. Okay, so that's the high level background on a traditional covered call strategy. Now, I wanna start walking through the different ways that you can create now synthetic versions of the covered call strategy. And really there's, there's two main levers you can pull here, if you will, for creating a synthetic covered call strategy. The first one that we're gonna go through is basically entering into a poor man's covered call strategy. So you might have heard about this before, you might have heard people call it a PMCC, right? That's a very common like acronym that people throw around. Uh, I'm trading a PMCC. All it really stands for is a poor man's covered call. Got a lot of research and a lot of articles and training on this, so we'll link up all that in the show notes so you can get to it right inside of Option Alpha. 
But the gist of a poor man's covered call strategy is that you're replacing the long equity position, the stock, the physical stock that you bought. You're replacing that with entering a long in the money call option. So now what you're doing is you're going one step further here and now you're using the benefit and the power of leverage with options to synthetically create a long stock position. Now again, you can't one-to-one perfectly in an absolute perfect world create the exact same position as you have if you had 100 shares of stock. Because stock is different, it's obviously priced different, and it can live in reality or in theory into perpetuity, right? There's no end date for the stock position. So you can hold it today, tomorrow, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years if it stays around, right? Option contracts have definitive dates, they have expirations, they have volatility and time decay priced into it, right? But you can essentially recreate 90% of the actual stock position by choosing to buy an in-the-money call option, potentially a really deep in-the-money call option. And the whole idea here is that by using the power of options and leverage, instead of outlaying all the cash and capital that's required to buy the underlying shares, you're going to outlay a fraction of that to just control the 100 shares that you would have bought in the traditional covered call example. So using some very basic numbers here just to kind of help prove the point. Again, we'll link this up. There's a great graphic and table that we show inside of our handbook that shows you how a covered call is built using poor man strategy and the benefit of it. So I'm just reading off of that table that you can get to by going to the show notes or by going to the link that we'll have in the show notes. But With a traditional covered call strategy, let's say you want to buy 100 shares of some stock, and maybe that stock, just for exaggeration purposes, is $800 a share, right? Well, that would require you to pay, just to enter the stock position, $80,000, right? Even if the stock price was $8, right, you'd still be out $800, right? So you can see how the math works. We're just going to use really exaggerated numbers because you got to see the benefit and the difference. And I think it's worth it when you see with bigger numbers, right? So if you have a stock and let's say the share price is $800, and some stocks are higher than that, obviously, but you got to buy 100 shares, which would be $80,000. Now, $80,000 plowed into a security just gets you one portion of the covered call strategy. If you were to use the synthetic version of stock, so now replace that long stock position because it's really, really capital intensive, and you now replace that with a long call option, maybe a deep in the money long call option a couple months out, that price of that contract might be $94.15. That's the actual price of the contract, right? Which is essentially like, building out the actual like share price and then you got to multiply it by 100 which is the option multiplier and you basically get a capital outlay that's about $9,415. Now again, this is a different way of approaching it and you can use smaller numbers, you can take some zeros and fives off of this, whatever you want to do if you want to break it down, but I wanted to use a bigger example here so you can really see the impact and the differential that you will traditionally see if you choose to go with long stock which is super capital intensive, but the benefit is you can keep it forever if you want to, or you can choose to go with a deep in the money, which means you're buying at a strike price really far below where the stock is trading and far out on timeline. Maybe you buy it 90 days, 120 days out. You give yourself a lot of time. That option contract 
has significantly lower capital that you're going to outlay. Now, of course, the benefit of this is now you can spread your capital across many different ticker symbols, right? Which I think is a huge benefit that is not often talked about, right? This idea that if I don't have to plow $80,000 into one particular security and I can synthetically recreate most of that stock position using a call option contract, well, then I can take the remaining, in this case, roughly $70,000, and I can distribute that across other ticker symbols that I want to trade. And now I have a more diversified portfolio, and each individual stock that I'm trading has significantly less risk. So you can do this again, even if the share price of the security is $8. So if the stock is trading for $8 and you bought 100 shares, you'd be out $800. But if you bought an in-the-money call option contract that was far out and deep in the money, that call option contract might only be $94, right? So for 100 bucks, you can replicate essentially the same position that you would have had if you had bought 100 shares at $8. It's that big of a difference. Now, again, numbers will always change and adapt and ebb and flow with the market. So this is not the end-all be-all example, but you can kind of see the benefit of doing the poor man's covered call version. Now, in the poor man's covered call, as it's most traditionally used, stock investors and options traders will replace the stock position with the long call option. And they call it the poor man's covered call because, again, it's a reduced capital outlay. It's a lot cheaper, so you can do it. That's why I got the name. In this example, though, most people don't do anything with the call option that they still sell. All they do is they focus first on replacing the underlying stock position with the long call, and rightfully so, because that's where the most capital is outlaid in a covered call strategy. So it makes sense that the first step, if you're gravitating towards trading a synthetic version, right, a recreated version with potentially better uh, risk-reward metrics or frees up some additional capital, then it makes sense that the stock is the first target. If you replace the stock position with a synthetic call option that essentially replicates 100 shares of stock without having to buy it, great. That's awesome. That's one step and probably one giant leap forward in reducing the cost of the actual strategy and the risk that you have in the strategy. But what people don't do in this poor man's covered call more traditionally is they don't do anything with the short call option they still sell the short call option like they normally would, and they still sell it naked. So they sell a naked call option somewhere above where the stock is trading, just like we walked through earlier with the traditional setup. And that's okay. That's the most traditional approach to trading the poor man's covered call, and a lot of people do this. However, what I would like to discuss today and explore as an idea is actually focusing just as much, and you can choose to do whatever you want, whether it's long stock or the poor man's cover call version where you buy the synthetic stock position, you go deep in the money and buy the call option. I don't care what you do there. But what I would like to discuss and propose as a potential thought experiment is how you can actually focus also on creating a synthetic version of a cover call by converting the short call option into a very wide call credit spread. So I'll say it again. So my focus for the rest of this podcast is I don't care what you do and you can choose to do whatever you want with the stock position or synthetic stock position. What I want to walk through is some of the differences and some of the benefits and drawbacks to converting the short call position into a 
short call spread position. So not just selling a naked single leg short call option and everything that comes with that, but rather trading a very wide and selling a very wide short call spread. So you're still going to sell the same call option, potentially the same one you would have done had you traded a traditional covered call. But I'm encouraging you to think about how you could potentially also include a long out of the money call option at a very cheap price to create actually a call spread. Now, some people don't like this because it does include additional cost. You have to buy the long out of the money option that you're trading to create the spread. But I think you'll see as we go through today's podcast that some of those drawbacks to actually paying the additional cost to get the spread are offset by some of the many benefits that you have by now including a call spread as part of your covered call synthetic strategy. So this is one thing that we like to do and I've run inside of Option Alpha with bots that I have is instead of trying to do a naked position, which we don't even allow right now anyway, is to do the call spread because I think the call spread gives you more flexibility and options ultimately. So to kind of go through this together, let's walk through an example using market data from today's last close. So at the time I'm recording this podcast, the S&P close about 375. I'm going to round down and up in pennies and some of these contracts just to make the numbers very easy and so we don't have to worry about all the, the decimals as much as possible. So the S&P closed at 375 and changed yesterday. And if we look at entering into a particular position in the S&P 500, of course, to start our covered call position, we either have to decide, do I want to buy stock outright? So do I want to buy S&P stock 100 shares at 375 and then outlay that amount of capital? Or do I want to buy the deep in the money call option, maybe 120 days, 90 days out, even longer if I want to? Okay, you make that choice. You get into that side however you want to based on what we talked about before and what you've learned about doing covered calls and trading poor man covered calls. Not really going to focus on that side of it because it's its own judgment and decision that you want to get into. Now the determining factor is, what do I do with the actual covered call? The more traditional approach would say, just go ahead and sell a call option out of the money, out a month or two in expiration, and then collect that premium. Now, if we look out 30 days, which is a pretty normal standard timeline because you might be selling these covered calls on a reoccurring basis. A lot of traders, what they like to do, and you'll see this in forums and you'll hear it all over the internet, they like to, quote unquote, collect monthly income by selling covered calls. And what they're doing and what they're saying is that they basically are selling a 30-day contract and collecting that premium and then counting that premium as income, right? Which essentially I look at it not as income, but as a reduction in cost basis, but Whatever, you guys look at it the way you want to look at it. Let's, for this example, look at a 30-day contract in the S&P. So a 30-day contract in the S&P, if we look at the call option strikes, we notice that the 30 delta, so the call option that is at about the 30 delta, is currently a strike price of 393. So the strike price of the 30 delta option right now is 393. So if we wanted a roughly 70% chance of success on this covered call position and to give ourselves enough room for the market to go up and we could still participate in the upside move of the market, we might be willing to sell the 393 call option. 
Now, again, I'm just going to use this as an example and you guys can adjust and modify it however you want to as you're starting to trade your covered calls. Now, 393 is roughly 5% above the market. So you're giving yourself in a 30-day window the ability for the market to move up 5% and you get to participate in all of that move higher. So if the market, the S&P goes from 375 to 395, great, or 393, great. You participate in all of that move inside 30 days and then you can reset it to the next 30-day contract when that comes up and so on and so on. The 30 delta call option that is trading at 393 as the strike price is currently priced at $5.50. That means that if you were to sell the 393 call option, you're collecting $550 of premium. Now again, you have to have the stock in place for this strategy to go ahead and sell that without any margin that's required or additional margin that's required. But if you did have the stock in place or you had a synthetic version of the stock in place potentially, then your broker might reduce that margin requirement and you could sell that call option for $550. Now, of course, volatility is generally pretty high. Markets have been volatile on a down move. So you're collecting a lot of premium for that potential position, but it's a good example of what you could potentially collect. Now, if we were trading the traditional covered call approach, right, the very, very traditional covered call approach, then we would do nothing else. We would simply sell this 393 call option and collect our $550 premium. And that's okay if you wanna do that. You already own the stock or you're long the stock now, you can use that $550 premium to reduce the cost basis on the shares. Right now, your cost basis goes down by five hundred by five dollars and fifty cents, right, which is the premium of that contract from the three seventy five that you originally purchased. Okay, so we have that one side in place now. Let's just put a pin in that for a second. That's the traditional approach: sell the three ninety three, do nothing else. Now let's switch gears here a little bit and let's entertain and explore the idea of selling a call spread instead. So not just selling the 393, we're still gonna sell the 393. We're gonna use that 393 30 delta call strike as our short strike. We're still gonna sell that for $550. But now instead, we're going to also go out and purchase the five delta call option. Now look, there's a big difference in strike price between a delta on a 30 day contract that's at 30 and a delta on a 30 day contract that's at five. The five delta is super far away from where the stock is trading and rightfully so because it's got a low delta. This is the big, if you were to buy this long option, right? And do nothing else, this is the big home run lottery ticket type trade. But the idea for our particular covered call strategy is not just to sell the naked position, the naked call option, but to also go out and buy the five delta call option and create a call spread. We're still gonna do this for a net credit, but we're gonna use a little bit of that $550 premium that we collected by selling the 393 strike call option, and we're gonna purchase the five delta call option. Now, right now with the S&P trading at 375, that same 30-day contract, the five delta call option is at a strike price of $420. That is a $27 higher strike price than the 393 that we've already sold. So we're creating 
a $27 wide spread, essentially. And the goal here is not to pin the spread necessarily to a certain width. You don't have to, in the most traditional sense, say, oh, the spread's got to be $10 wide, or it's got to be $15 or $20 or $30 or whatever. It's just the idea that you are going to try to buy a long call option to cover that short call option that you just sold at a really, really far out strike price. Because you are trying to maximize as much as possible the premium that you're taking in on your synthetic cover call. We don't want to use up all that premium and buy, say, the 394 strike call option. That doesn't really do us any good. We're trading a $1 wide spread. We probably take in 10 cents, 20 cents of premium, if that. It doesn't really do us any good to do that. So if we're going to do a cover call, we've determined that we're really long the stock, but we want some additional flexibility. Well, then we want to replicate as much of a covered call strategy in the most traditional sense as we can by trying to maximize our premium. This means you could buy the five delta, you could buy the four delta, the three, you could buy the six, the seven, whatever works for you, but five is a great target. It's a great guidepost to use. In our example here, the five delta call option, again, has a strike price of $420, which is about 12% above the market and creates a $27 wide spread, the difference between 420 and 393. Now that 420 strike call option costs $60. So we're gonna use $60 from the $550 that we already collected by selling the 393 to go out and buy that long call option at 420. That creates now our spread. We sell one call option at 393 and buy one call option at 420. We outlay a little bit of money for that call option at 420, 60 cents, right? So about $60 in, in real terms. And so now what we've done is we've created still a net credit by selling this call spread of $4.90. We've still created a net credit of $4.90. Now, the reason that I like this strategy personally, if you can start to implement it, and you can, of course, automate this inside of your account at Option Alpha as well, is because this strategy gives you a lot more flexibility with what might potentially happen next. Because we know that stocks are not stagnant, they do go up and down, and so positions change even over the course of 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, right? And what I like about the call spread is that the call spread gives you, the trader, a lot more flexibility into how you manage either the combined strategy or into how you manage the individual components of the covered call strategy that you're trading. So I think that is what is a downside sometimes to hearing people trade covered calls is they think that it's all on and all off. And while you can do that, you can buy stock and sell a covered call or buy the deep in the money option and sell the covered call, right? And you can trade it all on, so you enter all those positions at once, and when you're ready to get out of it, you can trade them all out at the same time. That's what people do a lot. But instead, what I would like to encourage you to do or think about potentially doing is how could you, or under what circumstances, would you break apart your strategy? And I'm not just talking about breaking apart the covered call strategy where at the end of the month, your covered call expires and you sell another covered call and kind of reset the strategy. That's more of an ongoing maintenance type thing that you should do anyway. I'm talking about what happens when the stock goes up for a little bit and then shoots down. Or what happens where inside the 30-day window that you're trading, 
the stock absolutely tanks, but now it's really, really oversold and looks like it might be moving higher or some of the technicals are showing a buy signal. How do you navigate those types of situations and what strategy ultimately gives you the most flexibility in those environments as a trader? So what I want to do is I actually want to go through three different market scenarios that might play out inside of that 30-day contract. Obviously, there's a million different things that could play out, but let's just go through three scenarios that could play out and could potentially play out a lot inside of that 30-day window. Now, remember, what I'm proposing here as a thought experiment and as a potential thing for you to analyze and think about as a trader is instead of selling just the call option and collecting $500 of premium, I'm suggesting that you sell the call spread and collect $490 of premium. So I am suggesting that you collect less in premium by $60. And what that does for you as a trader is I think it does give you more flexibility to compensate you long-term for that reduction in premium by more flexibility and control over the position. So I think you'll understand what I'm talking about as we go through these three different environments. So keep that in the back of your mind as we go through them and we'll kind of bounce back and forth between the two potential strategies as we work through these environments. Environment number one, again, we're telling, doing all of this inside of a 30-day window. So assuming the month is you know, one of these different environments that we're in. Environment number one or potential environment number one, the stock rises fast really early in the expiration cycle. So let's say you nailed it, you were awesome, magical trader, right? You found the bottom and the day that you get into this strategy, which is still a bullish strategy at its core, the stock has a huge rise really fast and early in the expiration cycle. Let's say you sell the contracts that are 30 days and in the first five days, the stock goes on a terror move like huge, huge, huge move higher. Well, you could easily just, in our scenario, using the spread, sell out of the stock position. Of course, you could close the entire position if you wanted to, but one thing you could do is you could just remove the stock position that you got into. Because at that point, the stock position has gone up dramatically, right? And you've already capped your risk above 393, So why not just sell out of the stock position? Maybe you're starting to see some technical signals flashing that the stock has risen too far too fast and it's a little bit overbought, right? Maybe some of your RSI and CCI indicators are saying, whoa, 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 like let's pump the brakes here. This thing can't go parabolic just yet. So now you decide, you know what? Maybe the stock has gone as far as it's gonna go. I thought it was gonna move up in the next 60, 90 days. It did all that move in five days or 10 days or whatever it is. So you just sell out of the stock position. And in the spread scenario, this gives you the flexibility now to just have a short call spread that you can ride back down if the stock turns over or starts trading sideways. Because remember, the short call spread you entered for $490 of premium, right? And you've got your capped upside risk. You have a fixed spread in place. So there's no unlimited risk to this. But now you could potentially ride down that short call spread if the stock turns around and captures some additional premium. Maybe the stock runs up to 393 and then turns back down to, let's say, 383 and goes back down. So now you've captured all of the stock move and you try to capture some of the move back down. Now, of course, this doesn't come without some risk, right? The risk here is that if the stock doesn't continue 
to move sideways or doesn't turn around and does continue to move back up and continue to blow through those strikes, well, you still have to you know, pay that premium and you might lose on those contracts that you're trading. Just like if you were to sell stock and you had a naked call option, you would still continue to lose if the stock continued to rise. But the flexibility here that I see is the ability to make that judgment call on your own as a trader without having to worry about entering a naked call option position. In the traditional covered call approach, whether you get out of the stock earlier or it's the synthetic long option that you get out early, you're now faced with the decision, do I keep my naked short call option in place? Which is insanely scary, especially if a stock is rising very, very fast. Who's to say that it can't continue to go up parabolically? And so I wouldn't want to hold a naked short call option in that environment. Moreover, if you are trading the naked short call option without the spread component, you now are faced with a larger initial margin that's required in order to make that decision to hold that position. If you are trading the naked option and you don't have the covered stock underneath of it, right, the long shares or the synthetic, your broker is going to give you the full weight of that naked call option in margin. And I priced it out this morning in my regular trading account, my traditional margin account. And the risk for a short call option that we discussed here, the 30 delta, 30 days out, 393 strike right now in S&P, the margin that's initially required, not that it can't change because it obviously will as the stock continues to move, but the initial margin that's required is $5,700 for one contract. So if you get out of the stock position, it doesn't mean that you're totally risk-free now. No, if you have a long or a short call option and it's uncovered, it's a naked traditional covered call, then you're still left covering that initial margin of $5,700. If you do the quick little math and calculation on that, you're basically still looking at around a 9.65% ROI on your initial credit versus the initial margin that's required to cover that position. So if you collect $550 of premium selling that 393 strike call option, but you have to outlay $5,700 in margin initially, that's an initial ROI target of around 9.65%. Still not bad by any stretch, but it just gives us a frame of reference. If instead we decided to get into the call spread position and we bought that extra wing for a little bit of money, yes, we did take in less credit, $490 of credit that we took in, we only are outlaying and having to put up in margin $2,210. That's because we have a spread now. So there's no margin that's going to fluctuate here. The spread is fixed. It's known. It was a $27 wide spread and we subtract out the credit that we collected of $490. That gives the spread $2,210 of margin that's required to hold the position. So what I'm trying to show you through going through the math and numbers here is that if you decide to go with the call spread, not only do you have the upside protection where if the stock does have an absolute blowout move, you're protected and don't have unlimited risk, which is worth something in the market, but also the amount of margin that's required to hold a position like that is significantly less. The ROI on that type of position, the credit that you collected versus the margin that's required just to hold that spread position is 22.17%. Again, that's just with the initial credits and premiums. So 
As far as capital efficiency goes, it is much more efficient capital-wise and risk-wise to hold the call spread position, which also gives you more flexibility to hold a call spread position and to choose whether or not you want to sell out of the stock early and choose whether or not you want to try to ride back down that short call spread. Now, in the first scenario where the stock rides as fast and early, your goal would be, if you were to sell out of the stock early and bank a profit on that, your goal would be that now the call spread has gone up in value and you hope that it goes down in value enough because it doesn't have to go to zero, it just has to go down in value from when you got rid of the stock position that you could capture some additional profit on the trade overall. And this is this idea of taking and breaking apart the strategy into individual trading components based on how the market is moving at the time. All right, let's go through another example here. And let's say in scenario number two, the stock stays completely flat the entire time. And this might be some base case scenario where the stock has some movement, but really doesn't move, right? For a covered call trader, this might be the ultimate scenario where the stock moves up a little or moves down a little or trades sideways. And here, there's no worries, no sweat off your back. Either strategy would do basically the same thing. It's just that if you did the call spread, you're not taking significantly different risk, even in the environment where the stock stays flat. Now, so what a lot of people will say when they listen to this or they think about doing this is they'll say, well, you're taking in $550 of premium for a naked position. And if I do the spread, it's going to cost me money to buy that long option, which is true. And that reduces the net credit down to $490. Now, that difference of 60 cents, really, when you really think about it hard, is only saying that your break-even point on your overall position in the S&P is now 60 cents higher. So by doing the call spread, you have moved up your break-even point 60 cents on the S&P, which means that if the S&P drops down 60 cents, you're at your break-even, and if it goes lower than that, then you start losing money on the overall position. But here's the deal, and this is the most important part of doing this, is that what you are doing by doing the call spread and all the flexibility that I believe you get as a trader in choosing how you can manage the position moving forward, what you're doing is you're giving up a break-even point that right now in the S&P represents 0.16% of the stock's price. Even now as I'm recording this, the S&P has gone basically up and down about 75 cents just today. Like it has moved up and down 75 cents in minutes. That's, that's not a huge move in the S&P. So in most scenarios, in most underlying stock positions, by entering into that long call option and creating a spread as a synthetic covered call on the top side of your strategy, you're not giving up much in your break-even price. In fact, I would say you're taking almost an insignificantly different risk profile by doing that inside of your account. In this case, 60 cents on the S&P represents only a 0.16% of the price movement. And again, you get a lot more flexibility with the spread. So that's scenario number two where the stock stays flat, right? Again, essentially you do whatever you want, manage it just like a traditional covered call. Scenario number three, the stock falls fast. So this time, instead of the stock rising fast, oh no, you missed it. Completely terrible tra trader. 
if you trade long enough, you've probably all been here before where you try to get long a position, get into a position, and immediately it's like it goes right against you, right? So in this scenario, number three, the stock falls fast early, right? Super fast early. Well, you could just close out of the entire position, right? Get rid of the stock position, sell or close out and buy back your call spread if you wanted to. And you could take that premium in on that call spread, right? Because the call spread position that we're talking about here has probably gone down in value significantly, which means that for that component of the strategy, you've made a lot of money. So if you sold the call spread position for $490 or you sold the short call strike for $550, you probably made most of that premium if the stock falls really hard and fast and early in the expiration cycle. So you'd probably be in a good position to take that component off and kind of reset your strikes and strategy. If you were to do the call spread, you could do something a little bit creative and different, which is in this case, what you could do is you could just close out of the short strike itself. So the short strike itself is just the 393 strike call option. Instead of taking the entire position off, you break it apart even further and you close out just an individual leg. You buy back and close the 393 short call option that you sold. And at that point, you leave on the $420 long call option, which might be really, really far above the market. And it might not be worth anything at this point or probably close to nothing at this point. But what the cool thing is about doing this is that now that becomes an absolute guaranteed lottery ticket that you essentially didn't pay for that much in the market, right? I mean, you paid for it because you bought the contract and you obviously have the net credit that's a little bit lower than if you just sold the individual strike, but you now have an additional long call option that you've entered into that's just left on so that if the stock has a huge rally back up or even a temporary rally back up, or even if implied volatility expands as the stock is going down, you could see the value of that long call option go up in value. Now, I don't think it's going to go from, say, $0.10 cents to $200, right? It's not going to do that. It's probably not going to do that in a 30-day period. That's unrealistic, but it does give you some significant upside protection by using just long exposure that you leave on there as a lottery ticket if the stock starts going back up. Now, what's cool here too is that because that's a long option contract and it's covered and it's by itself out there on the wings, it doesn't prohibit you from recycling your short call spread that you just exited and entering a new short call spread in the next expiration cycle or the current expiration cycle that you're trading in at different strikes. There's nothing that stops you from doing that. But now by entering spreads and leaving that contract on, you've now given yourself some additional upside exposure should the stock turn back around, which I think gives you more flexibility. Let's say now you re, you know still have the stock position, maybe you didn't dump the stock or whatever the case is, you're still holding true, you believe in the stock, right? And now you sell out of your short call option, you leave the long call option in place, that's your new lottery ticket, and you sell another short call spread right closer to where the stock is trading, collect some more premium. That's kind of rolling down your spread and collecting some premium and resetting the strikes. But it doesn't change the fact that you still have that long call option that's out there. So now you're still long the stock, 
You've got a little bit of additional long stock exposure, essentially for free with that long call option that's out there. So it doesn't take as big of a move in the stock rallying back for you to get back to square one, essentially. It doesn't take that big of a move for you to get it back to square one. So this is, again, a little bit more of that flexibility that I think that that call spread gives you as you're trading. Now, additionally, as you go through here even further, and I won't dive too much into this because hopefully I've already overwhelmed you with a lot of different things that you can consider as a trader, and I hope you do. But if you really take this to the next degree, to the nth degree of, of analysis, you could do a lot more with the spreads, especially if you're a smaller account trader and you don't have a lot of money to trade and you certainly can't cover all these margin requirements for unlimited risk naked positions. You can now start entertaining the idea of trading things around your short call spread like short put spreads and converting it into an iron condor or an iron butterfly to help cover the risk if the stock goes down or goes up and starts challenging that position and you've already dumped your stock position. There's a lot of flexibility here for a new trader, especially traders with smaller accounts, to just use the spread instead of the individual call option. Now, I'm not saying, and I want to be clear here, I'm not saying that one is always better than the other, because I'm sure you'll find scenarios and environments where selling the naked option and doing the most traditional covered call approach, I'm sure, works best. But my goal as a trader, and I hope your goal as a trader, is to give yourself as many different choices and options as to what we could do with positions after we get into them. Because what we can't control is we can't control what happens after entry. We can control our entry, the strikes we select, our position sizing, the tickers we choose, how we choose to manage those positions, how we filter and enter those positions. But once a position is in place, we are at the whim of the market. And we have no control over where the market goes or how fast it moves. And it certainly won't ever follow our direction as much as we pray and tell it and wish and hope that it does what we want to do. It certainly won't. So my goal as a trader is to give myself as many different choices for potential outcomes that might start to encounter this strategy moving forward. And I think if you walk through this a little bit more, you'll see that in some scenarios and for some traders, using a covered call synthetic is a great choice for their accounts. Yes, you can definitely collect less premium by doing the covered call spread, but I think that it gives you more choice and more flexibility with how you might massage the position moving forward in different market environments. And I think that added flexibility and reduced risk as a standalone inside of your account is worth entertaining. So I hope this has been really helpful for you. I hope it's encouraged you in today's show to think critically and strategically about how you enter positions and to think about the possibility of using covered call synthetics, not only just on the long stock side, but also a synthetic call spread on the covered call side as a good alternative for your trading account. As always, we'll put all of the research, all the links that you guys need to use inside of the show notes page over at optionalpha.com slash show 221. Again, that's just the number 221, optionalpha.com slash show 221. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.
All right, that's a wrap for this week's podcast episode here at Option Alpha. But as always, before you go, please let's keep the conversation going. Let us know what suggestions or ideas you have for new shows. Actually, next week's show comes from a listener suggestion. Somebody wanted to know more, a deep dive into strike prices, what they mean, how they work, how they are used in options trading. So next week on the show, number 222, we're going to be deep diving and giving you a holistic view of strike prices how they work and trying to help you grow and educate yourself as a trader. So you won't want to miss that show. As always, we've got lots of workshops and demos scheduled. We've released new versions of the platform here inside of Option Alpha, and we've got a really, really cool episode coming up in 223 talking about the genesis and the history behind our newest template that I put out and our team put out and worked together on, which is the Hexabot. You won't want to miss it. If you're part of the community, you've already seen the huge write-up on the Hexabot. It's one of those strategies that we've been working on for quite a long time and testing for quite a a while, and it shows the power that you have at your fingertips right now using automated trading. You won't want to miss that one either, show number 223, coming up here in the next week and a half. As always, if you have any other questions, please let us know. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show. Got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to help you consistently place smarter trades. Until next time, happy trading.